Hello and welcome to the Aussie Nerds Podcast. I'm Daniel and it is Pride Month. Hooray! Uh, so, to celebrate, instead of asking, what's your favourite drag queen movie? I just asked Tiffany what her favourite movie was and she's like, the one with all the drag queens, duh. <laughs> so we're doing Tu Wong Fu, Love Julie Numar. Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Numar. My apologies. It's okay. I, I love this movie. I've loved it since I was a kid. Like, it makes sense that I love drag queens just because I, um, even though my mom is straight, like, she was always very queer friendly. Like, a lot of our tastes, like, a lot of the tastes that she raised me on is, like, stuff that, like, a gay man would watch. So, like, I, I grew up with, like, a lot of queer friendly media and, like, around a lot of queer people, too, just in general. Is that why you accidentally found my favorite movie? <laughs> it's so fun. I love this movie. I love this movie so much. It makes me very happy. It's a road trip movie with drag queens with RuPaul. With a Catwoman, uh, with my favorite Catwoman in the title. Oh, I didn't know that Julie Newmore was your favorite Catwoman. Nice. I grew up on the 60s Batman uh, show. I'm that old. Um, And she was my favorite Catwoman. I'm pretty sure you're younger than me, but I uh, I do appreciate the reruns, though I never really got into it. Um, I will say, though, um, maybe a little blasphemous, though, with the movie we're watching, but I kind of like Eartha Kitt better as Catwoman, but I also haven't seen a lot of Julie Newmar. I just love Eartha Kitt. I just have a very soft spot for Eartha Kitt in anything, doing anything, just being Eartha Kitt. Like, she's just amazing. I just like that they had a Latino Joker and a black Catwoman and no one gave a shit. Right? Isn't that amazing? (laughs) It's too bad this isn't visual because you're fighting your dog and it is very funny. I know, right? And I'm going to have to grab her if she she doesn't listen soon because she's just like, oh, hey, you're doing something? It's time for me to bork at everything, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Four minutes before, two minutes before we started this, my dogs were like, is someone at the door? Did someone deliver mail? No. That was (laughs) an hour ago. You idiots. (laughs) Come here. In the bedroom. Your audience can hear the muffled barks instead of the direct barks. They just hear the woof woof just in the in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'm gonna cut any of this out. I probably won't. (laughs) Live uncensored talking about dogs being assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. They're just our dogs. They just love us and we just gotta love them for them. Um so, yeah, we, we have the best Catwoman uh, having a cameo at the end. We got Drag Queens. It's a road trip movie. It's all good. It has Robin Williams. It has Robin Williams playing the uh, boyfriend of a drag queen. It's a sequel to Birth of the Birdcage. <laughs> or a prequel, actually. Maybe it's a prequel. We don't know. It's in the same universe. It's the same universe. What, what matters is that Robin Williams had a movie where uh, he played the boyfriend of a drag queen. It's like, do you know what I like? That. Let's do it again. <laughs> oh, gosh. And let's see. We got, uh, we got John Leguizamo doing like a phenomenal job. We got Patrick Swayze doing a phenomenal job. Like, Patrick I don't watch... Swayze. Um, when... He's... He, he just looks pretty. 
right? He looks so pretty in this. He does a very, he's a very pretty drag queen. It's kind of funny because there's not like, now that I'm more steeped in drag culture, at least I need to be more steeped in drag culture. Like I live near Palm Springs. I need to go see some more drag shows and like live it up. But in terms of being steeped in the RuPaul's Drag Race TV show culture, you know, a lot of queens aren't really as muscular as like Wesley Snipes and Patrick Swayze. There's only one. And my goodness, I just forgot her name. Uh, Cameron Michaels, I believe her name is. Uh, Cameron Michaels is like a kind of more muscly queen. And you don't really actually see that a lot. So it's kind of funny seeing, you know, Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes, who, by the way, I don't watch a lot of Wesley Snipes movies, but this is definitely my favorite role of his, like, of all time, like, hands down. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, <laughs> I, it's because they hired male actors, uh, not uh, real drag queens. There's that. And then also, like, since I do watch a lot of Drag Race, it's kind of funny how, like, they're always in drag in this movie. And that's not how a lot of the drag queens actually do. Like, they don't wear drag, like, 24-7. They get into <laughs> boy mode and, like, will wear, like, you know, more boy clothes. Like, like they even just for, like, you know, like I said, on the TV show where they, like, you know, do their cutaways, they're dressed in boy mode. They're not dressed as queens. So, like, they're not always dressed like queens. But in this, they are, which is kind of interesting. Uh, in Patrick Squazy. Uh, Squazy. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. In Patrick Swayze's uh, case, I'm just going to look it up. Vida. Thank you, IMDB. Uh, in <laughs> Vida's case, um, the drag uh, part was used for transgender. Was it? Yeah. Um, she identified as a woman and she started doing drag because of that. Well, because I feel like they would have mentioned her as, so in the movie, because I, I, I literally just watched this last night, so that way I'd be prepared. I wanted to be, be fully prepared. Be so prepared. in, <laughs> the voice so, like, <laughs> so like, they have that whole conversation where Wesley Snipes uses an outdated term, transsexual, to describe transgender, um, and Vita doesn't mention that she's transsexual in that particular manner. Um, like, she just uh, mentions that she you know, left her family so Vita could be Vita. But I kind of looked at that as like, she wanted to be queer gay. And here's the thing, because they're all kind of dressed up in girl clothes throughout the movie and we didn't really have the language for it, could there be a chance that all three of them are non-binary or gender fluid and that's kind of how they express? Yeah, probably. Well, in terms of two of them, at least. In the other one uh, with Chi-Chi, which is a fucking great name, uh, Chi-Chi felt like she was uh, learning from them. So she stayed in drag the entire time because they were doing it. But this is definitely used, drag is definitely used for uh, transgender for uh, Viva because um, at the end, the uh, old woman from that town, any town can be improved if drag queens just showed up for about a week and a half. Right. I agree with that. But uh, at the end, uh, she... The, I think it's the old lady or the woman that uh, they've been hanging out with. Stalker um, Channing, who was amazing, who was also uh, Rizzo from Greece. Oh, everyone good came from Greece. <laughs> um, there was a whole scene about the fact that, they, that she knew that she was transgender, but didn't care and identified her as a woman. So... It, I, Patrick Swayze's character is at least is um, transgender, probably not the other two. I'm gonna have to Wikipedia this because 
I, I, because like I said, I just watched this last night and she said, I like clocked the Adam's apple. So I knew you were a man. But like, I also remember, you know, Vita wanting to do, be called, like said, I love you to Vita's name. And so, like, if she was transgender, I wish they would have been more open about it. Because the fact that we're having this confusion back and forth, because like, I've never read her as transgender. I always read her as a drag queen. I mean, to be fair, there are transgender women who are also drag queens. Um, Gia Gunn actually just, appeared on all stars and she uh, has fully transitioned i believe um and like lots of other drag queens like jinx monsoon has since come out as non-binary and like lots of other drag i think courtney act also identifies um i want to say as non-binary but don't quote me on that you're the australian so you probably know more about courtney act than i do uh, look you're the drag queen expert i watched this in birdcage and four episodes of drag quit of drag race and that's it Oh, you've only watched four episodes of Drag Race? Oh, man, I hope you, you got to watch more. You got to watch more. I think I watched the season. I watched uh, a season of Drag Race. Uh, but the point is that uh, when it comes to drag queens, you're the expert here. <laughs> I, w- I wish I was even uh, more of an expert. Uh, uh, Vita Bohem, drag queen, transgender. Uh, Wong Fu. I'm googling this. I'm googling this. I'm gonna check it out. Um, <coughs> how trans visibility has changed since Wong Fu. This is gonna be a long thing to research into, so I'm gonna look this up because I'm very curious. Because, like I said, like I personally never read her like that. I never, I, I never took that away from the movie. But I think that's interesting that you have because I think you know we do need more stories like that and if that was their way of kind of sneaking in a story like without like you know it being able to really fully be registered by audiences just to kind of break some barriers you know i think that it wasn't so much sneaked in as uh smashed in with a hammer and being like get it because they're transgender at least she is i think maybe it's hot it's 95 who cares good point good point it is now 2019, and I would love to see a Tu Wong Fu remake, honestly. I don't know about you. Okay, but um, which Catwoman? Oh, what if they did Anne Hathaway? That'd be fun. That'd be interesting. That'd be different. Yeah, they could do uh, Anne Hathaway. Or, oh, uh, no, uh, 80s. The 80s one. Or the 90s Catwoman. Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer. She's... Uh, in like tons of leather, it's sort of sexual. It's extreme. Oh no, she's that would actually be my favorite Catwoman. Probably is the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. I love like I love her as Catwoman. I love that Selena Kyle. I love everything about that interpretation. Uh, so yeah, to Michelle Pfeiffer uh, with love. Thanks for everything. Oh wait, no, to Wong Fu uh, with love. Thanks for everything, Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm only gonna call this episode to Wong Fu. That title's too long. Yeah, you could just call it Tu Wong Fu. Everyone shortens it Tu Wong Fu. Like, it's a very long title. Like, and it's a catchy one because it's just like, it doesn't quite make sense with the, like, it makes sense in the context of the movie if you know about the whole, like, picture that they take with them. But, like, just out of the blue, it's like, Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. What does this have to do with drag queens? I don't know, but I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I can just imagine that on the poster. <laughs> Just, I'm gonna watch it, Tiffany. <laughs> no last name, even just it'll just say <coughs> Tiffany. They'll assume it's the '80s, Tiffany. <laughs> um. Okay, but here's a question. Yeah. So, okay, in the movie, Vita, they drive by the parents' house, and then she throws the map away, and that's how they get lost and onto their adventure. So, do you think that with all the advent of smartphones and technology, 
technology and stuff, like in Ubers and everything. Do you think this movie could even be made today? Do you think it even could be modernized? Or do you think it would have to be a remake that's set in the 90s again? No, you can modernize it because she threw the map away. So but she's not going to throw a phone away. Don't use the GPS. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, or they just get into an area where like their phones just don't work. Like they just don't have GPS access. As I've seen a lot of horror movies and I know I'm talking about horror movies and it seems weird, but I've seen a lot of horror movies and they're just like, I don't know. There's, there's no signal. Who gives a shit? I hate phones. <laughs> okay. Okay. That works. So then of course the question is, so, okay. So you don't know a lot of drag queens like I do. Yeah. No one knows as much as you do. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure RuPaul knows more. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's a professional. Okay, that's fair. Like, I'm pretty sure all the queens on the show know a lot By more. By the like, way, I, RuPaul I, looks exactly the same. RuPaul doesn't age. I love that RuPaul's name in the movie was Rachel Tension while wearing a Confederate flag dress. Like, that's I thought that was just... hilarious. <laughs> that's so good. This movie is not subtle. um okay so i guess for you then you can go with what modern actors would you want to have play the three leads oh fuck um i don't know um you could hire people from drag race that's what i would do i would do that i would absolutely do that and i've already i've already got my choices uh-huh. At least I had my choices like five years ago. And now that there's like a whole new cast, like I'd have to like think about it again. But a, lo- a long time ago, I wanted to remake this movie. I wanted like, I literally want to Photoshop a poster and I wanted it to be Chad Michaels as Vita. Mm-hmm. I want it to be Latrice Royale uh, as Noxzema. And I want it to be Manila Luzon as Chi Chi instead of being the little Latin boy in drag, the little, Filip- little Filipino dra- boy in drag. Why are you crying? Because <laughs> Manila would make an excellent chichi. Manila would make the best chichi. Uh, <coughs> Latrice, I think, could rock that role. And instead of going to Hollywood and play like Dorothy Dandridge, like, well, maybe Latrice could go to Hollywood and play Dorothy Dandridge. But also, Latrice would play like an excellent like biop biopic of Aretha Franklin. Like, want to be discovered and play like Aretha Franklin. And then, of course, Chad Michaels basically is Vita. Like, I just, like, I looked at them together and I'm like, oh, Chad, like, Chad Michaels was always my first pick. Um, though, nowadays, after this recent season, I kind of, if Brooklyn Heights can get her acting chops together, I would like to see Brooklyn Heights as Vita. Um, haven't thought about the other casting yet, but Brooklyn Heights as Vita could be interesting. Oh, I knew that we'd get in deep. <laughs> those people no worries no worries you'll li- like the listeners that are into drag will know that and hopefully they'll be into it and to be fair i don't know as much about drag as i should because i need to go start to like i said i need to go down the hill and um but that's what we call it by the way where i live i live in joshua tree where there's a big hill to go down to palm springs and so whenever you go to that area it's called going down the hill nice. <laughs> so, so um, i if you oh, yeah. make this, you got to do the, um, you got to lean into the transgender side of it as well. And make if it, it was remade, I would, I would like to see that or some more not like, or like really lean into also like the non-binary side too. Like maybe like one is like, you know, come into grips with the fact that they're transgender or maybe they haven't like fully like accepted it yet or maybe they have. And that's something that's like really part of it. One could be like, not like, I could see Chi Chi being non-binary. Like I could see Chi Chi rocking a non-binary thing. And like one could be, you know, cisgender and kind of get like a, a couple different flavors of uh, queer stories out there. Yeah. I just have a bunch of them. You'd get rid of the cop. 
because that cop just ruins the movie. It's like, I, I'm having a lot of fun. They're doing a fashion show for all of the town. It's great. And then that cop shows up and he's much too like dark and violent for this movie. It was weird watching this movie. He straight up called like Nagzima the N-word. Like I was just like, holy shit. Like it's, it's far too dark and it's played for like dark comedy, which I appreciate that uh, there's two things that don't age, dark comedy and uh, unvaccinated kids. Oh. I, like, I like dark comedy, but that, that, the tone didn't work well. No, I can get it. Um, they're they're going to need some conflict that's more than just the town finding out because I like that the conflict was the, resolved by the town finding out and them being super accepting because they're like, oh, we don't care that they're, you know, boys in dresses. We think these people are amazing and we love them and so we want to protect them. So, like, I don't necessarily want to get rid of the tension that the cop provides, but maybe we'd have to find a different way to do it, like, if it was going to be remade and modernized. I don't think you do, though, because, like, the whole movie is the road trip with these three drag queens as they, um, and then they go to a town and just chill. And, and they <laughs> well, you have like, the climax of the movie and, like, the tension <coughs> and, like, for storytelling purposes, you'd have to have a narrative that goes within it, and that's part of the narrative. I mean, if we're like doing like a dazed and confused kind of thing where there's not really a strong narrative, it's just kind of like a day or a couple of weeks in the life of, like, that's one thing. But like, it, like, this movie, like, it has like a, a. The narrative could be something like, uh, could be more character focused. Could be leaning into transforming Chi Chi into the ultimate drag queen. Yeah. And then she comes, and then she comes out as like a drag queen, has a giant crown. It's fucking awesome, wearing gold. She won at the end. She won at the end, but like I felt like it was kind of unearned because we didn't really see her develop like her look at all, or her develop like like we got her like doing like the four drag queen steps, but we didn't really see her develop like her other than that, other than at the very end when she said, "I'm going to try to make a, like I'm going to use a foundation cloud." Uh, I'm going to use a foundation closer to my natural shade. Like that's the only like makeup we saw, like in terms of her changing and somehow going to like fake bad shade to real shade is what made her like suddenly like when like, I'm guessing it was like the equivalent of Miss USA in drag queen terms. Like one RuPaul's Drag Race. Didn't you see that season? (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Um, But yeah, so Definitely would love to see it. Another thing I was thinking of while I watched the movie, how fun would it be if those three queens just came back to that town every year for the Strawberry Festival? Just like we oh had this weird God. side of Sequel. It's just them hanging out for like the <laughs> Strawberry Festival and then they just leave every year. <laughs> it's fucking great. Oh, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do a sequel though because we don't have Patrick Swayze anymore. Oh. I know. We can do okay, one so in 2000. We could have. So I, ha- I have a weird Patrick Swayze story that actually has nothing to do with Patrick Swayze and everything to do with my college campus. I so, <laughs> like that. So when, so first of all, my school is Chapman University and they are doing their damnedest to become like a West Coast Ivy League. Like that is what they want to be. They won't be like West Coast Ivy League. So they like, a lot of the time I was there, they were, like what? What's Ivy League? Like Harvard, Yale, oh, yeah. that kind of stuff, you know? Like, I don't upper know if anything. Echelon, uh, yeah, like upper echelon, like upper tier college. Like, they are, they're working their ass off to do that. Like, they want to be like it. So, 
um, while I was going there, there was tons of construction going on all the time. They built the film school while I was there. They built a new music hall while I was there. They built like two new dorms while I was there. And one of the dorms was, uh, now it's called, I believe, Henley Hall. But for the longest time, I don't know who the hell started this rumor, but like everyone called it Swayze Hall because like there was this rumor going around <laughs> that like Patrick Swayze donated a shit ton of money in order to have like this hall named after him. And so like this mysterious building, we just all called Swayze Hall for a while. And I don't know, I kind of really wish it was called Swayze Hall. I kind of wish we had like a statue of Patrick Swayze outside of it because that would have been amazing. <laughs> like, so I'm sad that it didn't, that it was a rumor because that would have been the best like real thing to happen. <laughs> Just so you we're clear, if we remake this, Keanu Reeves, the internet's new boyfriend, is going to play the Patrick Swayze role. He might be too old at this point, honestly. And I say this with a lot of love for Keanu. I love Keanu. Keanu? Keanu? Ugh, I'm not wording right today, but I love him. I love him. Did you watch, um, okay, I know that we're not talking about this movie today, but have you watched Always Be My Maybe? It's on my list. I've, watch it. I've had to watch a lot of stuff in the podcast, but I heard that he has a great scene in it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. So just, just, just you know, Twitter me when you watch it. Like, oh. give me your thoughts. <laughs> um, okay. So if we're going non drag queen actors, though, that is a question of who who we'd cast in that. Oh, I don't know. That's hard. Who who would be good for that? I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Okay, okay. So tell me more about how much you loved this movie, your thoughts, what you loved about it. Like, like I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Like, I've been watching this movie, like, I'd have to look up when it came out, but basically, like, as soon as it came to VHS, we bought it and I watched it a lot. Oh, God, I miss VHS. Uh, this movie is great. I had a lot of fun. It feels like you could have meant several drinking games. Well, I would buy best drinking game. I don't know. What would, what would be a good drinking game for this? Every time... The cop freaks out about something would be one thing because he freaks out a lot and gets so upset. He is so upset. Oh my gosh. And also, like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna pause on the drinking game thing. I just wanna talk about how fucked up it is that, like, like, yeah, it's kind of played for laughs of like, oh, he's just sticking his hand up a dress and not gonna and gonna find no, a penis. Seriously. But like, no, this cop is like a serial assaulter who like fucking pulled over these women and was planning on fucking like assaulting, if not raping one of them. Way too dark for this movie. That's pretty fucking dark. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's, it's the only dark. thing that to work. It's like, <laughs> we're, we're doing like a drag show where we're getting all the, uh, all the townspeople dressed up in a thrift store. It's like, yes, more <laughs> of that, less of the cop. <laughs> I liked how like the drag queens, like every time the drag queens touch someone in the town's life would be a good part, would be a good thing for the drinking game. Like makes a little their little magic, the drag queen magic happen. Oh, every time there's a drag queen outfit change. Oh, that's good. I was wondering if they like had a ton of clothes change, or if they had like, uh, or if it's like Pokemon and they only had like one outfit that they wore the entire movie. <laughs> no, they definitely they definitely had a lot of different changes and some. <coughs> glamorous outfits like straight like that's what i was saying like chad michaels would be a really great vita bohem because there's like this outfit that he wore in his i think original season not the all-star season but it might have been the all-star season i'm like wow that's like like that would be like in the remake of tu wong fu with chad michaels's la vita bohem miss vita bohem patrick swayze's purple dress and glove and wig combo was just like oh my god it's 
beautiful. He's, just holding, <laughs> he's holding his dress and it looks like wings. Oh, gosh. Which scene is that? It's the drag show at the start. Oh, yes. That is... Oh, that... Okay, yes. For some reason, I, like, in my mind, it went automatically to Wesley Snipes, even though you said Patrick Swayze, because my brain couldn't even. <laughs> I like that... Um, that Julie Numa had a cameo in this. Right? It's, it's, it was a surprise, even though they talk about Julie Numa a lot, and also she's in the title, and yet I was still surprised about that. I don't pick up on things quickly. <laughs> it happens, it happens. Um, yeah, I loved, I mean, it was, a, it was just a brief cameo, but I loved it. She was good. Oh. <coughs> This movie is great. I've watched tons of, uh, I've watched way more drag uh, movies than I uh, thought that I would. This is, this is great. Wait, so what other drag movies have you watched that I need to go watch? Uh, well, I, I watched all the ones you've seen. I've seen uh, Birdcage. Oh. Uh, I saw the new, um, the new uh, A Star Is Born movie and that opened with drag queens it did, didn't it? I actually, um, I need to finish watching that movie, but I watched the drag part. <laughs> yeah. um, and the drag queens, like, were part of RuPaul's Drag Race. They were contestants on there. They were. Like, Sangela was on it, and so was Willem. They were both on Drag Race at one point. Was that, like, a prize that they won? No. No? They're just, like... Yeah. He- no, they just got on it. Because I could imagine, like, in one of the seasons, it's, like... The new uh, Star Is Born is coming out. If you win this week's challenge, you can be in the movie. <laughs> I don't think that was a challenge. That would have been cool, though. <laughs> um, what's your drag name? Have you got oh, one? Cherry Sparkles. Cherry Sparkles? Nice. Oh, yeah. That hands down. Based off of, obviously, I got the cherry thing going between Cherry Fizz and the Cherry Godmother. And uh, I love Robin Sparkles from, um, like... How I Met Your Mother. And I have I have a lot of issues with that show. A lot of oh. issues with that show. Not just the ending. Like, it's the show kind of gets pretty fucking transphobic. I'm sitting there with, like, my brother, and we're watching it, and I'm just kind of, like, sitting there, and it's like they're making trans jokes, and I'm like, ooh, this did not age well. Ooh. It's no. not great. And it's not great. But I do love Robin Sparkles, and so that's why I'm Cherry Sparkles. I love the name. Um... What would you wear for your like, or for your like big finale? Dress? Oh, oh, you I, I, has it on her phone, ladies and gentlemen. It's like, oh my god, I it's have not even on my phone. It is my screensaver. It is oh. a drawing I made of. Uh, uh, it's blue wig. Uh, it's a with blue a, wig and a and a sequin dress. red dress. But like, and I don't even know this being a finale. So one of the things you know, well, actually, I don't know if you know this about me, but I want an egot. That is one of my goals is like, I want to Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony at some point in my life. Like that's what I'm working towards in my life. Uh-huh. Um, and part of it is I just want to be on the red carpet because I just got way too much fashion awesomeness for like that I got, I don't want to keep to myself. And so like, <laughs> this is like one of the dresses I'd be wearing. Like I want to be on the red carpet doing fashion stuff. Like the, the, the awards are means to an end. Like, yes, it'd be great for the nominations and to win and stuff, but I mostly just want to be on the red carpet with like epic fashion outfits. And like one of them is like, I just want like, you know, that kind of Jessica Rabbit fucking sequin dress. Like I want like a long train, like a long round train that's really heavy. And I look fucking just sultry and epic and sexy while wearing it. We had um, every once in a while, every like couple of months, we have a drag bingo at work 
and I love it. It's so fun because regular bingo is just like B4. <laughs> but with, <laughs> with drag bingo, drag queens on stage, rooms full of gay guys. It's fucking great. Right? And, um, and she, they're just making sex jokes the entire time. It's so funny. Um, and I was working the last time that we did it. Um, and I was just like, oh my God, yes. And then my friend was there and he's like, do you want to take a picture? I'm like, yes, glasses down, go get a picture. And one of my coworkers was like, what are you doing? It's like, I cannot be within like a hundred meters of both the drag queen and the camera <laughs> and not have a picture taken. Oh That's my gosh. science. Speaking of drag queens and cameras, so um, <coughs> so first off, do you know the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I talk about it a lot. Uh, yes, I do. Never seen it, though. Um, if it's on Netflix for you, watch it. It's so good. Rachel Bloom is, like, totally one of my major crushes. Like, I have, like, such a huge crush on her. She is just talented and funny and sexy, and she, like, writes music, and, like, she writes lyrics and writes songs, and um, she's just really funny. Like, if you ever saw that song, Fuck Me, Ray Bradbury, that made the rounds a while ago, that was her. She was the one that came up with that. It's a great title. <laughs> she does a lot of really funny, funny stuff. Um, but anyway, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was just on uh, CW over here in the States, and it was a tight, beautiful four seasons. It just ended, because they and they got to go out how they wanted to end. That's what's really nice, is that not a lot of shows get to go when they want to go. They either get drug out too long or get canceled before they finish the story. Not with this. They got to tell the story they wanted to and the amount of episodes they wanted to. Beautiful. So... At the very end, what they did is they had this amazing thing where um, they had a live performance. And so um, Sammy, another girl from Dom's chat room, which is how we met. We met in our uh, in Dom, his Dominic Noble now. <laughs> he's no yeah, longer he's, the Dom. He's Dominic he's, Noble. Um, he says that people can still call him the Dom. It's just for like the YouTube algorithm. It's also just for search engine optimization purposes because, like, there's another Dominic Smith who's a baseball player who, yeah, so like... Dominic Smith, and he, um, and he didn't want to... With the algorithm, he didn't want to be associated with BDSM. No, there's anything wrong with it. It's just, Dominic like, not what he's doing. <laughs> what? Sub to the dumb jokes is just on point all the time. <laughs> um, but anyway, Dominic Noble now slash the Dom slash the guy from Lost and Adaptation, uh, <laughs> a chat room he has, and that's where we met. But that's also where I met my friend Sammy, and she flew out because she was able to get us tickets to this live show because they were like giving them away for free. You just had to like get them early, and so she got us tickets, and she flew out, and we went there. And I, aside from the fact that it was an amazing show, we got like fourth row seats because we got there really early. We would have gotten first row seats had we been dressed up, but you know, we, we just were dressed in nice clothes, not dressed in like character costumes or whatever. But I got to meet a drag queen there who just happened to freaking be there, um, oh whose name is Ms. Cracker. And so I got a photo with Ms. Cracker. I, like I saw it, I was like, oh <laughs> May I please get my picture? So I have a picture of me and Ms. Cracker in a beautiful, beautiful outfit. Uh, when I was working, the uh, drag queen's boyfriend was there wearing like this silver, sparkly sh uh, jacket. And I'm like, 
I gotta ask him about the jacket. <laughs> jacket. I'm like, don't. He's big. I'm like, fuck it. So I went over there. I'm like, hi. Uh, I'll just take your glasses. Also, where'd you get the jacket? Nice. <laughs> Where did you get the jacket? Uh, apparently, uh, it's on Instagram. Oh, okay. So I, you know check I, have, I have a pretty amazing sequin jacket right now, too, that I got at the thrift store for like $6. I'm pretty pleased. Nice. Uh, it's like, well, I haven't come out, but I am wearing a silver jacket. Okay, now I have to go get the sequin jacket to show you. Okay. Like, we're, we're just going to take a break here, podcast. I mean, you can sit here and listen to awkward silence. Or, you know, you can cut. <laughs> uh, one of those. And cut. That is a nice jacket. Right? And $6 from the thrift store. Very $6? pleased. Yeah, and it had been $12, but it no one else bought it. Like, I was looking at it, and when it was $12, I'm like, mm, I don't want to spend $12 on this. I'm not into it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, he escaped. <laughs> She no, she's also. I think she needs to go to the bathroom. So okay. we're gonna keep pause for a second, and I'm okay. gonna take her out. So she doesn't do this because we don't need her to be borking the entire time. And All right, got rid of the dog borking. Dog bork. She borks too much. She boofs and she borks all the time. Did he kill her? No, she just had to go poop. <laughs> pee. I actually don't know if she had to poop. I think she just had to pee. Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Love your jacket. Want it. Thank you. Want it. Isn't that good? Oh my gosh. I have the best thrift store skills. Like I am magic when it comes to thrift stores. That's awesome. You could you could go to a thrift store, find enough uh, outfits for a fashion show for an entire town. I probably could. And I mean, I'm working on it. I've been buying up, like every time I find a ball gown that fits, like I've got a wedding dress that fits. That's really pretty. Like just because it's just, it fit perfectly. And I'm like, okay. I got like a couple ball gowns. Like I want to do something with, like I'm, I'm getting my drag queen collection up. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> do you have songs? Oh, like, like, what do you mean? Like songs that I've written, songs that I want to perform no. to? Yeah. Songs that you want to perform to. If you were like, if you were like doing a drag show. Oh, well, ooh, okay. Um, probably anything Carly Rae Jepsen, probably Run Away With Me, because that's a good one for lip syncing. Um, when I do karaoke, I actually bring the house down occasionally with a Born This Way, though that were, that does have some kind of touchy lyrics that I need to change, because it's also very cliche. It's, it's good, it's fun. But I mean, like, it's cliche if you're singing it in a drag queen bar. Not so cliche if you're singing it in a marine bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> um i have a playlist i've only got three songs on a playlist but i've got a playlist called drag because i am that obvious but my favorite one is uh bring on the men because Ooh. it's super uh it's super queer it's very funny and also it's from jekyll and hyde like the musical I, yeah there's a musical of dr jekyll and mr hyde oh Oh no, I know, because I saw that musical by accident. Well, like, so my friend, his parents bought him tickets. No, not bought him tickets. His mom bought tickets for the season for the local theater, and that was the one of the ones that she didn't really want to go. So, like, me <coughs> and a friend and um, my ex-husband and um, this guy, my friend Dave Bukers, who's amazing, uh, he just got us all free tickets to Jekyll and Hyde, uh, starring Constantine from uh, American Idol. And I'm 
it's not a musical that I've gone out of my way to listen to again because the only audio version I could find has uh, David Hasselhoff on it. And if, like, if I was going to find a version, like, if they made a version that had Constantine on it, I probably would actually listen to it more because he actually, like, it's an, okay, it's an okay musical, but his voice was really good. But, uh, yeah, I, I have seen that often enough. I have the I David Hasselhoff version. What? I love the David Hasselhoff version. He can't <laughs> sing, but my God, he tries. <laughs> That's all you can get from your David Hasselhoff. Yeah, it's about as the level of singing that I'd expect from a mad scientist. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a show. So he's um, Dr. Jekyll uh, has a, uh, one of the characters, his friends is a prostitute and she's singing in a brothel, Bring on the Men. And you cannot yes. go to f- over five drag shows without hearing that song. Okay, okay. I'm gonna have to listen. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that one. I'm gonna make a point to listen to that one. Listen to that song specifically. You can skip the rest. Or listen okay. to that thing on loop like I do. <laughs> um, oh. you got the greatest showman. This is me. That's a new one. That's okay, I can see that. I can see why that'd be good for drag queen. Yeah, so that's yeah. becoming more popular. Uh, and my personal favorite from Chicago. When you're good to mama. Ooh, that'd be that'd be a good one to lip sync to. Ooh, that'd be really good with the Queen Latifah version or the original Broadway version. Queen Latifah. If you're going to lip sync to anyone, you gotta go. Oh, I, I love Queen Latifah, by the way. Like I've loved her like since I was like in high school. Like every single time she's like, and I I need to listen to more of her music, but like I love her as an actress. Like every time I see her as an actress and something, I'm like, fuck yes. Like yeah. let's do. This. I I will watch any movie with Queen Latifah in it. Queen Latifah. Uh, and Kurt Russell, even if they're in a bad movie, you're going to say, you know what, that wasn't so bad because they were in it. Pretty much. That's kind of how, like, there's a lot of movies that people are like, oh my gosh, the movie's so bad. And I'm like, I didn't <laughs> hate it because it had an actor I liked in it. And like, like if it has an actor I like in it, you're going to get, it's pretty hard for us for me to actively hate the movie. Like, um, like Kurt Russell was in The Thing which is like top-notch sci-fi. But he was also Santa Claus in Christmas Chronicles. And he gave the same, same level of fucks in both movies. <laughs> in interviews, oh. he's like, I've always wanted to be Santa Claus. How great is it? I got to be Santa Claus. And I'm like, yes, you do. God, I need to do Christmas Chronicles on this. I, I wonder if someone's favorite movie is Christmas Chronicles, because it's not mine. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. I do. I actually want to see that. But, like, I'm probably going to wait till it's Christmas because it feels weird to watch it in the middle of July. No, that June. Sorry, June. But there is Christmas in July, which is apparently a thing some genius marketer came up with. Well, isn't it, like, winter over where you're at? Like, Yeah, but it's Australia, so it's hot anyway. So fuck it. <laughs> but, like, is it your guys' Christmas in the middle or something because of that? No, we, we just have a hot Christmas. We changed the lyrics to some of the Christmas carols so that the sleigh has wheels on it. I feel like A Hot Christmas would be like the title for an epic drag queen Christmas movie, and I want that movie to be A Hot Christmas. Let's make it. Let's make it right now. <laughs> My God, it's hot. But it is Christmas. Now let's go do lip syncing. <laughs> Gotta get like, you're like, oh gosh, so does it not white Christmas over there? It's like brown toasted Christmas over there? Um... Uh, Dreaming of a ghosty Christmas, just like the ones in Australia, <laughs> where 
The sun is a beating and sweat is a dripping all down beneath my thighs and toes. Oh, 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 oh. something like that. You came up with that on the spot and you're a great singer. <laughs> I think I hate you. I told you I'm working towards that EGOT. I'm working towards that EGOT. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Rocket Man. Uh, I saw Rocket Man and that was fun. <laughs> and um have you seen it no and i want to uh it's really good because it's framed around and it's framed around him in uh rehab and he's describing his life story in group therapy and so it skips around so he got married to uh this woman and it's it opened and that scene is like uh they meet and then it cuts and then instead of it spending time on their relationship it's like it didn't work out and then they just get cut straight to the divorce and move on it's really interesting the framing device and um they they have elton john songs and all the characters are singing elton john songs oh i want to see that i love elton john he's so good oh speaking of elton john did you watch the second kingsman movie uh i watched his scene okay that's good enough that's all you need (laughs) <laughs> that's all you need from the movie is just Elton John kicking ass yeah he's like oh thank god and he just murders everyone I would expect no less from Sir Elton yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, god I, uh, I I love everything that's happening I, I love I love um, I love Rocketman I love like drag queen movies I love queer movies it's really fun um, I still haven't seen the original uh, movie that The Birdcage is based on. I was meaning to watch that. I haven't seen the original movie, but I did see... Odd, okay, oddly enough, I saw the original play um, when a former friend of mine was in it. And you know who played the butler? Who? Fucking, fucking Shangela. Shangela was in it before she was Shangela. They, he was going by DJ and like like been doing performance stuff. But like like the main reason, like when I was watching Drag Race, I was like, oh my gosh, I recognize DJ. Oh my gosh, my queen. I, I vote for you. I, I want you to win because like I, re- I I recognize you from this play that I saw. So uh, yeah, Shangela was in it. Uh, way 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 long ago. I have access to a streaming service that has every single season of Drag Race, and I haven't seen any of them. Do it. I need to. Treat yourself. I will. Treat yourself. And if you can, if you can, like, do yourself the favor and also watch The Untucked. Like, like if they have access to that, too, like, watch they those, do. too. Uh, like, watch the episode, watch The Untucked. Watch the episode, watch The Untucked. Oh, God. <laughs> it just seems so annoying. By the way, my drag name, Ode Natural. Uh, and it's gonna, it would be a green dress with like uh, frills that look like leaves. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Mm. I like that. Oh, I've been watching. I've been preparing for uh, Classics Month. I'm gonna do that very soon. And I've watched like a bunch of classic movies. And the best look, the best female look, is dress, overcoat, gloves, and hat. Send me a screen cap of that later on. I want to see what that is, what that's from. I want that screen cap. I want that inspiration. In every my detective movie ever. <laughs> just like that. Overco- uh, you got the overcoat, the hat to one side because her hair is still big. 
<laughs> and wearing gloves. Not large gloves, but like regular gloves. And probably a watch. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. <clears throat> we were talking about a movie, weren't we? We were talking about two. Thanks for everything, Julie. The fact that that's the title, and it's literally, and it's forced in like a, like a wrench crying door open. It's like, we need to get this in somewhere. Well, to be know. fair, was the movie based on, was the title, did they force it into the movie or was that just a line in the movie and they made that the title because Drag Queen's Road Trip was like less, tested less well in the market. And they made the like title like purposefully like obtuse, like more people would go see it. My fa- I, yeah, obviously they picked that line and it's like, let's make that the, uh, the title of the movie. But my favorite part about what you just said is the idea that it, uh, that the original title was, it's a drag queen road trip movie. <laughs> All other alternative titles include Little Latin Boy and Drag, Why Are You Crying? <laughs> Ooh, that's as obscure as to Wong Fu. <laughs> that's like on the same level. <laughs> uh, now I'm just thinking of... Um, of, of like, should, again, if you just use lines from the movie to uh, to name the uh, movie, what would it be? Instead mm. of Star Trek, uh, instead of Star Trek Wrath of Khan, it's Star Trek Wrath of Khan! <laughs> uh, instead of Return of the King, it's The <coughs> Age of Me is Over. The Ooh, Age of Book. That, that would actually be really cool. Uh, as a title, it's like Lord of the Rings, The Age of Men is Over. What the fuck? This got like... What the fuck is going on? (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Zootopia can be the the rabbit cop is racist, but she said sorry. Oh, no. (laughs) Would it be racist? Wouldn't it be speciesist? Because they're all different species, right? Racist, and then you cross that out, speciesist. <laughs> oh, gosh. I wish I had more movies on the brain. Oh, you know what? Oh, they, I just I just watched She's All That for the first time. Because, like, so, okay. In order to watch To Wong Fu, I could have sworn up and down I owned a copy. Could have oh, sworn wow. up and down I owned a DVD copy. And I went to look for it, and I couldn't fucking find it. I could not find it anywhere. That's and nice. so, luckily. Right. So luckily stars, it's on stars and stars was doing a free trial. So I was able to get the stars free trial and do that. And so I'm like, okay, I'll check out, you know, what else they have. And so today I enjoyed a delightful romp known as she's all that. And I haven't watched it in years. And oh my God. I, is it good? Does it hold up? <sighs> like it, like I, I, I don't know if it holds up as well as it could have because like you know freddie prince jr telling rachel lee cook that she's wigan is obviously just very awkward i was watching the hacky sack scene where he's like doing hacky sack and like talking about the tension and the pressures and i was trying so hard to not like full-on laugh cry like laughing so hard i was gonna cry because it was just so over the top what that's amazing do you know a movie that i can't believe holds up is mean girls because, that one does hold up. Yeah, because like that movie should have been like in all rights, Mean Girls should have been like that movie that you saw once in two thousand and five, and then you're like, do you know that was really forgettable? 
and like really lame and obvious. And it's just like, no, for some reason, everyone was on point for that dumb movie. Was and Tina Fey is an, a talented writer and just like uh, Rachel McAdams did an amazing Regina George. And I hear that like the actresses who are the nicest in real life do an amazing job at playing bitches in movies. Like, and she's apparently like one of the nicest people in real life. And she did such a great job playing a bitch in the movie. Um, have you listened to the, how often do you listen to musicals in general? Uh, literally all the time. Mainly to find new drag songs. It's very hard with uh, Hamilton. <laughs> have you listened to uh the mean girls musical no only because i didn't know it existed now that i it know exists. it exists we gotta stop this i'm gonna listen to the whole thing right now <laughs> I, I love it it's so good and that actually that would be a good one world burn i want to watch the world burn that song sung by regina george I, well aside from the fact that i'm actually trying to perfect it in my singing voice i would also do that for a drag show like that would be epic to do for a drag show like i can't get some of those notes yet so i might have to lip sync it but like uh it's good like one of the things that's interesting is like they kind of gave like for regina george they used so in music certain chords like have their certain chord progressions there's certain <coughs> chords that go together like a lot of the popular songs are all part of the same chord progression don't quote me on this, but I believe it's like a one, a minor six, and a four, something like that. Don't quote me on that. I might have completely fucked it up. But in short, lots of pop idea the level of ignorance that you're dealing with. I have <laughs> no idea what you just said. Okay, but anyway, so uh, let me see. If, let me. I'm gonna bust this out. I'm gonna see if I can bust this out. There is three chords that make up the bond chords. So when you're doing a bond song, these are the three chords you want to do. So I'm not sure if I'm gonna get this right, but I think I believe it's E minor, G, and E. So let's see. Ah, come here. It's a tiny keyboard. It's a tiny keyboard that I can't do much with. Uh. <coughs> oh, did you hear that? That's that Skyfall right there. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part about Skyfall, about the song from Skyfall, is that. It has nothing whatsoever to do with the plot. So <laughs> it's that uh, Dell already had that song on lock. And it's like, hey, can you have um, a song about our movie? And it's like, all right, hang on. And then she went control F and found whatever <laughs> metaphor she was using and just replaced that with Skyfall. Right. But like a lot of the James Bond songs, at least the modern ones, all use this particular, like these three chords, the B chord minor, the B chord minor, the G chord, and then the E minor chord. When the sky falls, when it crumbles, we will stand tall. See, I can't get those high notes. Unless I like belt it. We will stand tall, face it all together at Skyfall. It's hard, it's hard. easy, it's not. I've been having I, I don't time. think it's easy. <laughs> it's reason I lip sync. <laughs> Ah, oh, this is going very well. They're singing. So back, to the, back to the movie, right? Yeah, they're singing. We, we got like tons of queer stuff. You mentioned so many drag names that I'm like, I don't know if you're just making this shit up. I could be, no. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, have to watch all the drag race to determine. I'm willing to do that over the course of like a year or so. Do it over the course and we'll meet back here and we'll talk about Birdage and talk about more drag queens. Oh my God. Yes, every Pride Month, you and I talk about I mean, a Drag Race movie and then accidentally talk about every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can handle that. That'd be fun. 
That'd be good. That'd be good. I actually, I really want to be on the podcast again to talk about my favorite bad movie at some point. Oh my um, God. I'm going to do a guilty pleasures month because I want to talk to someone about tiptoes. I haven't seen that one, but I want to talk to you about Simply Irresistible with Sarah Michelle Gellar and this weird crab that shows up and it's like, it's, I don't want to give anything else away. Mm -hmm. I just want you to watch it, go in blind and watch it and just enjoy. I'm going to do a Guilty Pleasures uh, series. Uh, Not soon, but later. Okay. Who's your favorite drag queen in, uh, in Tu Wong Fu? Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite. I guess it might be ch- it might be Chi Chi, partially because I just love John Leguizamo's performance. Like John Leguizamo is like full on legendary performance in that movie. He's he's great. Um, Who's your favorite? He's committed. Oh, um, I like Viva. Yeah, Vida's good. She's so good. Mainly because I'm just like she just looks great. Patrick Swayze really did it up. I, I, I love a lot of Noxima's like passion and lines and stuff like that too. Like I love, like, I don't know. Like I said, it's my favorite Wesley Snipes performance, hands down. It's just the best Wesley Snipes performance I've ever seen. What else has he been in? Blade. Oh, yeah, well, he, for the third Blade, he had his eyes closed. So he's not, oh my God, I didn't realize what a low bar you saying that was. Oh, he's been, wow. Yeah, no, no, oh. Uh, This might be the best one out of, just from default. (laughs) Oh, he's been a lot of shit. To be fair, I haven't watched a lot of the movies that Wesley Snipes is in. It's basically been Blade and this, and for me, this is the far superior performance. Well, definitely for his performance. It's like the only time he was ever committed to a role was in a drag queen movie. But he committed fucking hardcore. He fucking committed. Yeah, I like that. I like when um when it's like it's silly uh, premise. It's a silly story, but we're gonna do it so well that people <laughs> get that it's silly. <laughs> uh, and, it's, and then of course you have Stalker Channing, who is like I said, she is uh, Rizzo from Greece. She was also in Practical Magic as one of the aunties, um, and. She's been in a lot other things, but those are my main two things that I know her from other than other than Tu Wong Fu. So, road trip that got inspired from a photograph they stole from a restaurant. To be fair, that, that wasn't, oh, the title was inspired by the photo. The road trip was specifically part of the story to bring Chi Chi along because they were originally going to just fly out to Hollywood because they won and they got the tickets and they were just going to fly out just Vita and Noxima. But they wanted the sad little Latin boy in drag who was crying to be able to come with them. It's like, we are all these things and you're just a sad little Latin boy in a dress. <laughs> Let's evolve into being a drag queen. I like that he wants to be a drag princess because princesses are younger. <laughs> <laughs> and he he starts off as a drag princess uh, and then must evolve into a drag queen later on. Much like Pokemon. Which Pokemon would be a drag queen? Like, which Pokemon is the most purple drag? One, I know this. The purple one uh, with the big lips and the hair. Oh, Jinx? Yeah, Jinx. No. Yeah, I think that is Jinx. The the Mr. Mime is the different one. No, I know. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, that Pokemon might be a little bit racist. That's why they changed it to purple. Oh. It started off as black and it was much, much worse. 
No. Oof. Oof. Okay. So what else do you want to talk about with this movie? Uh, I don't know. We've gone around circles. We've talked about drag queens, songs. It's all been great. Um, how have we been talking? Because we had to get that point. If we do a modern day version of this movie, we've got to invite RuPaul back. Oh, absolutely. 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 That's not a question. And I, I will say, I do have issues with RuPaul personally in that RuPaul himself can be kind of transphobic sometimes, but I think for the sake of the whole legacy, like he's trying to work on it. I don't know, but like, <coughs> he's like, like he said some stuff and been like, I don't care because I grew up with these people, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, we kind of got to get with the times and not like, like not use the T slur casually because like, it's like, like that kind of stuff, you know, like, mm, like I love Mama Ru, but, mm, but I do love what, the show has done for queens and i think that it's also put a lot more people out into the public eye who are trans and who are non-binary and who are like queer than was out there before because a lot of the queens who have won or become like become famous have come out since as like yeah i'm non-binary or yeah i'm trans like i'm actually like you know like so i think that in that case like as a platform at least the show is doing i think more good than harm i think Hopefully. well yeah the, the show itself is great and it's uh opening up awareness for uh, trend of transgender people and stuff like that. Um, there's a movie uh, called uh, um, Chasing Amy. Oh. Which is interesting because like it started off really great and then it became dated and now it's great again because um, the I haven't seen it but I've heard uh, from people that the movie's really great because of bisexual awareness. So the the woman in that is bisexual, but because she's in a society that doesn't really uh, recognize bisexual people, uh, she has to cope with that. That's tough. Yeah. Um, And it's uh, it's really interesting, and I want to see it. I need to find it, though. Oh, yeah, find a copy of that. Um, yeah. I mean, I love all of, I love a lot of the Kevin Smith movies. I haven't watched a lot of the newer ones, but like, like Mall Rats is like, best. wait, what? Probably for the best. <laughs> I do want to see Ho- Hoosers, Hooser, the oh, one that yeah, with Yoga his daughter, Hoses. Lily Rose Depp. I want to see that. Yoga Hoses, um, it's weird. Uh, Stan Lee had a cameo in that. Nice. Actually, I like that Stan Lee was reading the mall rat. Oh, wait, shit. I probably... Have you seen all the... Are you caught up on all the Marvel Universe movies? No, but I know about this one because I heard Kevin Smith talking about it. Yeah, so basically Kevin Smith had a kind of cameo via Stan Lee reading his script in Captain Marvel, and I thought that was really adorable. It's very sweet. It also means that the Watcher, this all-powerful being of that can see through time and space, said, do you know who I like? that guy to be fair wouldn't you i mean yeah (laughs) and that's the second time that that's happened because lucifer is also marvel right and first dc is it yeah i'm pretty sure because you know how i know it is because lucifer can from the constantine and i know constantine c okay but lucifer the uh comic book character is like hey do you know who i like out of all of time and space, David Bowie. 
<laughs> I'm going to open up a pub. Here's what I'm going to do. Because I'm Lucifer, all-powerful being from all of time and space. I'm going to open up a pub just so I can play David Bowie songs on my piano. Nice. And um, have you... oh, does. And it's great. In the comic, he looks like David Bowie. And that's not an accident. The artist said, I want it to look like David Bowie. If you don't give me David Bowie, I'll send it back and say, make it look like David Bowie. Uh, have you watched the TV show? Yeah, I love the TV show. I love it too. And also speaking of bisexual representation, a lot of bi characters on that show. Yeah, my favorite part about th- that is that oh, the Christians are all are homophobic dicks all of the time in media, right? Like every time a Christian comes on the news, they're like, um, they're like, we hate these people. Uh, and that's their representation. And then Lucifer, who's the Antichrist, is a show about like uh, equality and representation and all that stuff. And it's just like, ha, the devil won. Fuck you. <laughs> and they actually do have a Christian on that show too, who is a very kind, considerate person and also might be bisexual too. So. Well, everyone is. And it's, it's very funny. And I love that. Um, have you seen the latest season? Yes. Uh, Eve comes... Wait, spoilers for people who haven't seen the latest season. I guess we should put the spoiler thing. That's fine. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers for season four. Watch Lucifer. It's great. Uh, in like the first three seasons, a lot of, there's a lot of filler. If you're like, this is kind of long and probably doesn't matter, it probably doesn't. Uh, but in season four, Eve comes down from heaven because she can, because she's the first woman, aside from, um, oh my God, who's the actual first woman? I forget. Lilith. Lilith, thank you. Uh, so aside from Lilith, uh, she, she came. So Eve comes down and, is just, and gets a girlfriend. And she's just like, I find uh, Adam's extremely boring. He only talks about how great Lilith was. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and it's great. And um, Lily, I looked up, I've been studying a lot of religion just to see how they'd wrap it up with season five. And apparently Lilith, Lilith in the, uh, in Sabrina, I watch a lot of devil shows, I've noticed. Wait, shit, is this Sabrina season two? Because you can't give me spoilers because I haven't seen it. You haven't? No, I need to get caught up. So don't, so don't give me season two Sabrina spoilers. But you know who Lilith is, right? In Sabrina? Yeah. I think they mentioned at the end that it was Melissa Gomez's character. Uh-huh. Okay. Melissa Gomez is Lilith. And uh, in that one, she was the, uh, like, God made uh, man, woman, and witches just to the side. <laughs> God, woman, and witches. I kind of love that. I'm like a whole other thing. I'm, I'm not, I mean... I'm very much a cisgender woman, but I'm also very much old. <laughs> it's very funny. By the way, let's not brush over that. You're a witch. <laughs> I am. Like, this is why I, this is the real reason. The movie's fine. I love it. You're a witch. I am. Um, hi. Tell me about that. <laughs> what do you want to know? Um, have you turned anyone into a toad? Physically impossible. That is not 
Yeah, we don't do the most. We do, that's why I'm doing the witchy review, and I know I have to get back to doing some more episodes. I'm I just bought a lav mic so I can actually start recording <laughs> my episodes of tarot cards. Um, but like I always joke that like witchcraft is like self help LARP. It's like live action role play, but with self help. Like, and I mean, there's more. It can get intricate. It can get weird. I've had some weird things happen. Um, like just in general, like doing this, I are, I obviously have the best thrift store luck. And I, I attribute that to being a witch. Like I have the best thrift store luck. Um, and like, you know, things just always kind of turn out well for me just in general. And I, I, you know, I did like my full moon ritual on a uh, Sunday night. So that was fun. Um, just writing out what things I want to let go of and then burning the piece of paper, you know, that kind of stuff. Like just working on my soul and my spirituality and just, trying to be a better person and just doing it with a lot of aesthetic is what I consider like just for right now, the kind of witch stuff I do. And there's like, I, like part of it is like, I would like to eventually be a good resource for people to come to. That's a trusted resource. So I'm not going to like talk about stuff that I haven't had firsthand experiencing. Like I will talk about astral projection, but I won't say like how it works because I've never done it. So I can give like examples of people I've known who done it, but like until I actually get a chance to actually project, I'm not gonna like talk about it as an expert or authority. Like I love tarot cards. And so me and tarot cards, we get along, um, like we're fucking tight. And so I'll talk about tarot cards all fucking day long. Like I've, I, I get chased by cards a lot of the time. Like there's been times where like I've read like two different decks and I got the same card in each deck because it's like, no bitch, you need this message, right? it's fun i love it oh that's so awesome oh that's that's awesome um because have you seen the love witch um yes i mentioned i did an interview with the director last year actually that's really cool also where can i watch the interview or read the interview or listen to the uh, interview I got to transpose it from my phone because I basically had like, like literally immediately the next day after that interview happened, I had like the year from hell, not actual hell. I don't actually believe in hell, but I had like the shittiest year of my life with Eric and I, you know, getting separated, divorced, um, and just some mental health care problems that were just like, you know, not being handled as well as they could be. So, you know, obviously there's a, uh, there was a break taken after that was recorded. So when I type it up, though, I will make sure you get a copy. Yes! I'm so excited. Um, how is witchcraft portrayed in that movie? Um, Honestly, it is the mo- Like, I want to do a witchy review episode on this just because it's the most accurate portrayal I've seen because it kind of gets into, like, how much more nuanced it is and how it's not, like... Like, it's not like, you know, lightning fingertips and turning people into totes. It's, you know, making candles and rubbing them with oil and, like, making witch jars and stuff like that, you know? Like, that's, like, a lot of traditional witchcraft is, like, a lot of the stuff she does is a lot of the stuff I've seen in witchcraft, and including, like, even the tarot, like, portrayals were pretty accurate. Like, she draws, like, the three of swords, um, and that's the heartbreak card. That's, like, the love, the like, the card of, like, you know, your heart being broken kind of thing. Like, so I think it's... Like, it, it was clearly made by someone who was actually a witch, and Annabella is... If I just butchered her name, I'm so sorry. No, you got it. Annabella. Sure Annabella. Um, anyway, uh, she's a witch, and she, that's some of the stuff she and I talked about was witchcraft, and so, like, you know that rug in the movie? She, uh-huh. like, hand... She hand-hooked that rug to make it real. Yeah. Like, she made 
so much of that movie. Like she made a lot of the sets. She made a lot of the clothes. Like so much of her is in that movie. But yeah, like she's a witch and she put an accurate portrayal of witchcraft on screen. That's so awesome. I saw the movie because I was, I, because I saw a review for it and they're like, uh, this movie was directed, written, uh, scored, uh, costume designed, um, probably catered for, uh, and like she also handcrafted every single fucking cupcake and it's her movie. And it's like, oh my God, I need to see like the vision of one person because I've right? never seen that. Right? No, and it's so good. Like, I love it. I love the aesthetic of it. Like, I want to cosplay uh, as the Love Witch, and I want to, like, I-, I love this movie. It's so interesting. It's so beautifully done. Like, it's such a beautiful aesthetic movie. Like, it is definitely, like, just one of the prettiest movies I've ever seen. It, and she got her influence from a bunch of uh, from all the stuff she watched growing up and everyone's like it's either a satire or it's sincere and it's like everyone likes it but no one likes it for the same reason that she made it which is hilarious <laughs> to me it's like if Rocky Horror Picture Show was made but like it was meant to be like a serious drama it's- wasn't it though <laughs> no it was a dark no, it- comedy it was, it, was supposed to be a little, it was supposed to be taken a little more seriously than it ended up being taken, I think. And uh, I just have to say, like, I love Rocky Horror because I've been watching, like, literally when I was nine years old, I spent an entire year coming home from fourth <coughs> grade watching that movie. Like, every single day I'd come home from fourth grade and I would watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, I was obsessed with that movie growing up. And then when I got to college, uh, my friend Ivan he brought Rocky Horror to the Chapman campus and um, I came in and I auditioned and I'm like, I really want to be magenta. Like you have no clue. My entire life I want to be magenta. And they're like, heart's yours. Everyone else wants to be Janet. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Magenta's where it's at. Oh my God. Like, I want to be magenta. Janet's the boring one that stands to the side. Magenta is like the- to be the ingenue. They were all actresses who all wanted to be the ingenue. And I'm like, no, I want to fucking, because like Ivan was of course going to be Frankenfurt. He's the one who brought Rocky Horror to the campus. And he just, he did an amazing Frankie, but he did an amazing Frankie. But yeah, like I got to play Magenta. Like we only did it like, the first year we did it, we did it twice. We did it once per semester. But then the years after that, we only did it once a year around Halloween. But like, that was like, I had the best time doing that. Like I got to play Magenta a total of four times and I had such a good time doing it. I love playing Magenta. She's my favorite character. Um, The other day at karaoke, I totally busted out Time Warp and too bad it was like performing to two people because if I had performed to more people, it would have brought the house down. But there's only like two people there, so. Um, I love the fact that Time Warp is in that movie because like I performed that um, at primary school and it's like. Oh, what? Yeah, I performed the time. That's a weird one for primary school, but okay. What? I, I, that's, that's a weird one for primary school, because, like, the movie's so adult. Yeah, no and one I, mentioned the fact that it was from Rocky Horror. It was? It had the song, right? It was a fun song. We did the dance from the movie, but no one mentioned that it was from Rocky Horror. <laughs> and no one mentioned the context. And we didn't know we were eight. Yeah, exactly. You didn't fucking know. <laughs> and then... As soon as I found out, I'm like, oh my god, this is great. That's amazing. I love it. Also, for the love witch, I'm like, everything is high and crafted and I love the aesthetic and everything is great. I have the other movie that she did called Viva. I don't know if that's good or not. 
I don't know if like the hokey acting and the uh, weird aesthetic is on purpose or if it's not, but I assume that it is all on purpose, but still it's weird. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I am starting to get peckish for dinner. So I might That's get fair enough. <laughs> we've, we've talked about a lot of stuff. It's great fun. Uh, it was great talking to you again. It is always a blast being on your show. You are so fun to talk to. And seriously, like, I'm going to send you a copy of, like, I'm going to send you, like, where you can find this movie or I send you, like, the IMDb page or something for Simply Irresistible. And we're going to get together again for your guilty pleasures. And we're going to talk about this movie because I need to talk about it with you. Because I need to talk about it with someone (laughs) in time in a public format because this movie needs to be discussed. This movie needs to be discussed. Oh, I'm in. (laughs) <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, you got your YouTube channel, right? I do. I am a YouTube slash C slash Cherry Fizz. Um, if you want to find me online, though, the best place to find me and all my witchy goodness is www.majorlyarcana.com. Nice. Follow her. She's a witch. She'll put a spell on you. <laughs> I put a spell on you and now you're mine. Oh my god, I'm adding that to the drag playlist. That's a good one for the drag playlist. Yeah, you can get oh. together with your drag friends. That's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna look fight over that, who gets, you can you can either fight over who gets to play the lead one with the red hair. Oh Winifred. because <laughs> uh, there's two types of people. Those those who wanna be Winifred and there's those who wanna be uh, the one with the blonde hair. Oh, I want to say her name is Sarah, but I also know she's played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. IMDb. <laughs> Two IMDb. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm looking this up now. I'm looking this up before we go. Oh, yeah. I'm looking because I got to know. Okay. The three sisters. Yep. She is Sarah. And then Kathy and Jimmy plays Mary. So there we go. Yeah. So you... <laughs> People fight over Winifred and Sarah, and then the other one plays Mary. <laughs> oh, Mary's a good role too. Like she's funny yeah, she and like a vacuum cleaner. She's awesome. She is okay, but um, it was lovely talking to you again. I look forward to being on your podcast again in the future, and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day over in Australia. I will. Uh, I think I have time to go out. Might not. I still got to edit this. Um, until next week. You can follow me uh, at Twitter, at Aussie Nerds Pod. If you want to be on the podcast, uh, tweet me there and be like, I want to be on the podcast. Here's the movie. I'm like, great. Never heard of it. Or I have heard of it. Either way, it's all great. I'm working on Classics Month. That's going to be relatively soon, if I can get everything in on that figure. Um, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Aussie Nerds on Facebook. Links to all of our stuff will be in the description. Until next time, goodbye. You too.